The Widow's Might by James Christensen Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. New International Version Money. Can't live without it, can't live with it. Sigh. If there's a litmus test of one's true benevolence and spirituality, it's how money is handled and or mishandled. And it isn't as cut and dried as giving large sums of it away. In today's short gospel lesson, the offerings of rich people were unimpressive to Jesus. To him, their big donations are insignificant. On the other hand, a poor widow's measly offering is validated as a rich contribution. In giving everything, Jesus holds up the widow as an example for us to follow. This raises a natural and interesting question, does this mean everyone should give everything they have? Maybe. Maybe not. Yet perhaps the very question betrays how we tend to think about money, that it's ours, we earned it, and we can do whatever we want with it. But the fact of the matter is that we really own nothing. We are merely stewards, entrusted with using that which has been graciously given to us by God. The Lord is the owner of it all. It was never really ours to begin with. Taken from this perspective, anything we hold on to and refuse to let go, no matter how large or small, is a form of theft. We have taken something that doesn't belong to us. We aren't satisfied with being stewards, we want to be owners and masters. What you do with your money shows your allegiance to the true owner of it. If it belongs to Caesar, well then, go ahead and give it to him. And if it belongs to God, then there isn't an issue in distributing money in ways which benefit humanity and uplift the poor. The widow knew that her money, what little of it she had, belonged to God. She seemed to understand that God's values are very different from earthly values. The kingdom of heaven expects us to hold all things, money included, with open hands. Whereas the kingdoms of this world fully expect that people will hold their money with tight fists, which is why we have so many layers of cybersecurity around our assets. Money is a means to an end and not the end itself. It is the means to ensure the welfare of the common good of all persons. It's a tool to shape a better society, built not on the backs of the poor, but for the benefit of the needy so that everyone can participate fully in the community. To build a petty kingdom and become master of a small world is nothing more than stealing from God and withholding resources where they are needed. And to make things more complicated and challenging, in today's world, time is money. It's easy to write a check, transfer some funds, or allocate some resources for others. However, it is never easy to grace people with a gift of time. Relational connection takes time and effort, the kind of time many people believe they do not have. Yet, time also belongs to God, and it is to be stewarded with care, just like our money. The Poor Widow's Offering by Unknown Artist Let's come back to the poor widow. After all, she is our example of true generosity. In ancient Israel, those in poverty were not required to give. So, whenever the poor did so, they simply gave because they believed in the need to maintain all it took for the worship of God to happen. The widow was under no compulsion to give anything, let alone everything she had. She seemed to understand what the Apostle Paul discovered later. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously. 
Each one of you should give just as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you so that because you have enough of everything in every way at all times, you will overflow in every good work. 2 Corinthians 9 6-8, Net. A spirit of generosity is to be ubiquitous throughout Christianity. It is a spirit that doesn't let the left hand know what the right hand is giving, Matthew 6 3. A generous spirit rightly discerns that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, Matthew 6 21. And the guide of altruistic giving is savvy to the reality that the accumulation of money often leads to the love of money. So, the generous person keeps temptation at bay by withholding love toward things so that love can be lavishly given to people. For some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. 1 Timothy 6:10. Like the poor widow, we are to put our hope in God, who richly provides everything for our enjoyment. Eternal God, we pray that stewardship will be our way of life. We acknowledge you as the source of all we have and all we are. Loving Creator, help us to place you first in our lives by being prayerful, loving, and caring for our family's neighbors in need, and by becoming less preoccupied with material things. Sovereign Lord, help us to hear your call to be good stewards, caretakers, and managers of all your gifts by sharing them for your purposes. May your priorities be our priorities. May we have an active and generous faith. Bless God, help us to serve the church, our communities, and our world with your good and gracious gifts, and with joyful and grateful heart, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.